You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And we're live from Mandalay Bay, my friends. First of an entire week. Yeah, buddy. Right here in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Just seeing all the... You know what I will say, too? There's some pretty good Super Bowl swag I'm seeing at some stores here. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing some good-looking stuff this year. If I was a Niner fan or a Chiefs fan, I'd be snapping it up. Ryan actually fell in love with a Chiefs fan yesterday at breakfast. You did? From I think she was from Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. She was like my mother said. <laughs> she was, she was like 57. Matter. He was still trying to just make sure that the fastball was working. <laughs> just just, just making sure. I was sharp. like I was like Niners and she's like Chiefs actually and then she like tried to talk to me and I was like okay. Be gone. <laughs> no. Um yeah, yeah. Guys, I uh I'm starting to miss my uh my son a little bit. I saw uh, a dad with his two boys, and they had Christian McCaffrey jerseys on. Well, one of his boys had a McCaffrey jersey on, and then the other one had a Mahomes jersey on. So it's probably a, a split household right now. But I was like, man, kind of missed my son. I should have brought him to the big game. Should have brought him to the Super Bowl. I also kind of, I don't know about you guys. Would you have? Like, I kind of want to go. I'm a little bit jealous mm-hmm. of everybody that's going to attend the game. We're going home. I'm going home on Saturday. Nick, I think you're staying until Sunday, yeah. right? I don't even like watching I'm football home, I'm home, yeah. I know. I, want, I like, well, I really like. If there's any game that I do, unless my team is in it, it's so the Super Bowl is so different. It's very corporate, and you're just not. I want to be able to sit there and watch the game and really get all the details. It's. I might watch it from right here. Really? Yeah, I might watch it from right here. Not a good Mandalay Bay. Not a bad spot to be. Yeah, hell of a spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I no really quick on that though. So like, I do uh, like watching football better on TV than at the game. Yeah, it's like the one sport. And especially the Super Bowl, because I know it's cheesy, but I like the commercials and I like the halftime show. I like the movie previews. So, yeah. But but if there was a year to go, it would be this year, I think. I think it's going to be a really good game, and it's in Las Vegas. Stadium's awesome. I haven't even been to the stadium. Yet. Me neither. It's a, it's a damn cool-looking stadium. Yeah, and it is. Just even the way they have it all set up outside. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, they've – it's – stadiums just get cooler and cooler. I mean, you just you, – you've got to make it – You've got to make it unique. Yeah, every place. Especially in Las Vegas. You're, oh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you're spending billions of dollars. That's just the way that it's got to work. All right. Evan Giddings jumps on with us. 49ers pregame, 95-7, the game in San Francisco. Evan, I can assume it's uh, been very calm, quiet around those parts. Not really a lot to talk about when it comes to the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's just been another average day in the Bay Area here. You know, a little <laughs> foggy, a little drizzly, nothing really going on. Although it sounds like that's the way it's been at the practice facility at uh, UNLV. So I guess the 49ers are, are right at home uh, with a kind of a soggy practice field. Yeah, it's interesting, Evan. We were talking to – I was talking to maybe Casey and Delo in Sacramento, and they're, they're big Brock Purdy supporters. I think Casey thinks that Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I'm pretty sure. And I asked him about the pressure that he's going to face against the Chiefs defense that's been bringing pressure all postseason. We've seen that. Like, how do you think that Brock Purdy is going to be resilient against that? I know a lot of us have bet Brock, Brock Purdy rushing yard props, but outside of that, like, what do you expect? Yeah, that, I think that's a really good question because, look, there's a ton of pressure, whether they want to deflect it or not. There is a lot of pressure on this specific San Francisco 49ers team to get the job done this time. And it has to do with the fact that I think this is the best offense that Kyle Shanahan has had, and it's because of Brock Purdy, like you mentioned. But also, this might be the most vulnerable that the Chiefs have been with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid at head coach and quarterback. So with regards to Brock Purdy, I think what gives me confidence in him is that he is extremely even keel. 
he is someone that as a quarterback or whether it's a person at the podium or at practice, he is a deflector. He's not an inviter of attention. And I think that's why we've seen even against Green Bay, which I didn't think he was very good for the first three quarters at all, even in the first half against Detroit, 8 of 15 with a pick, you saw him in the second half of those football games basically act the exact same way that he's acted the entire year, which is someone that is not afraid to put the ball into a tight window, has the ability to. But also, I think that that is something that his kind of demeanor or, or the characteristics permeate throughout the rest of the team. And, and those are guys with experience in big games. And to see someone who's making $850,000 and who's not supposed to be here as the last pick of the draft, leading them in the second half of back-to-back playoff games gives them the utmost confidence that that's who they're going to see in the biggest moment, of course, being Super Bowl 58. What's your biggest concern heading into this matchup? Is it the run defense, the defensive side of the ball for San Francisco, the interior of the offensive line going against that Chiefs pass rush? What's the number one uh, matchup that has you concerned for the Super Bowl? Yeah, as much as everyone is going to make this matchup about the head coaches and the quarterbacks, and I think you'd probably lean advantage Kansas City in both categories, I think this game is going to come down to who can run it. I think this is going to come down to Christian McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco. And I kind of like number 23 in that matchup. So that's where San Francisco does have an advantage. I think that Baltimore was unwise to move away from the run in the AFC Championship game after seeing 185 yards put up by the Buffalo Bills and James Cook. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is afraid to give and tote the rock with Christian McCaffrey as much as humanly possible. This is a guy that's averaged about 140 yards in each of the first two postseason games in terms of scrimmage. So whether it's on the ground, whether it's through the air, Kyle Shanahan knows that Patrick Mahomes is absolutely the best player on the field on Sunday. The second best player in my mind has to be Christian McCaffrey if the San Francisco 49ers want to win this football game. Brock Purdy can certainly do damage through the air, and I think he can come up with some big throws down the stretch of this game. But where it's going to be won and lost, in my opinion, is in the trenches, and I like them having Christian McCaffrey in that type of head-to-head battle. Evan, Steve Wilkes was very vocal about the, quote, embarrassing effort from that 49ers defense. How much of an effect do you think that that'll have on that defense? Will that motivate them at all? And do you agree that it was embarrassing with the way that they've played? That first half certainly was. I mean, Detroit got absolutely everything that they wanted, whether it was on the ground, through the air. They were pretty evenly split in terms of passing and rushing. They were averaging like nine yards of play, eight of which on the ground. And there's nothing more demoralizing as a defense than when you know that the opposition is going to line up stack the box, run the ball, and you cannot stop it. And I think that's what Kansas City is going to try and do early on in this football game. So the fact that Steve Wilkes is calling out his defense, I absolutely love. You can just pop on the tape and see plays where Chase Young, for example, is not really trying. Plays in which the secondary is not pursuing Jameson Williams on that opening drive 40-plus yard rushing touchdown. There were plays in which you can just say, hey, what the hell is going on here? And for him to do that before a game, the biggest game of the season, was absolutely necessary. I think the Niners' defense has the talent to play better, and they should, because that's where they stack most of their checkbook. That's where they put most of their money is on that defensive line. And though a coordinator has been much maligned throughout this season, he still does boast the third best scoring defense in the league. This is a very talented defense that needs to play like it if they want to beat a Kansas City Chiefs team that's gunning for its third Super Bowl in four years. Evan, in the NFC Championship game, it was 65 points total scored. And then in the AFC Championship, it was 27 points scored. In your estimation, the total for this Super Bowl, 47 and a half, 
Like you like the over low, uh, a high scoring game, kind of like the NFC championship or something like we saw in the AFC championship. I would lean over because I, I do like the 49ers in this game. And I think that if they're going to win, it might be kind of counterintuitive when you see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but I think the Niners have to try and make this a shootout. I don't think this Kansas City Chiefs offense is as dangerous as it's been in years past, even a year ago. And I think that defensively, they're going to try and make this a low-scoring football game. So if it's an under, I like Kansas City. I personally like the over in this football game, and I think that actually favors the 49ers because this offense is the best that they've had under Kyle Shanahan. And again, I think that though the defense is the best that the Kansas City Chiefs have had with Patrick Mahomes, this offense in totality, you look at all 20 games they've played this season, they have not been the same Chiefs team. And I guess I'm more inclined to believe that that's who they could be on Sunday from the majority of the year as opposed to signaling and just kind of uh, looking at that three postseason game stretch, which they've looked like a completely different team. All right, Evan, how confident are you, right? I played some San Francisco futures in the beginning of the season, and I'm not hedging. Oh I'm not going to middle. <laughs> I'm not going to bet Mahomes. How confident are you in San Francisco winning this football game as two-point favorites coming up on Sunday? I am like, if we're going to say, okay, confidence is out of a hundred, I'm, I'm 55 or 60. Like I, I'm probably okay. on the, on the front side of the coin. I, I just feel like this, this has to be it. I mean, this is, if you're not going to get Patrick Mahomes this year, I, I I'm just not sure when you're going to get him because this is an extremely young defense. The weapons on the outside or the lesser version that they have, have had even a year ago. Um, and, and Patrick Mahomes, even himself, has not been as efficient of a passer this season. If you look at what he can control, he's even been a lesser version of the MVP that he was last season. Conversely, I just feel like this is Kyle Shanahan's best team that he's had. I know the defense hasn't played up to its standard throughout the year, but I think they have the ability to. And more importantly, I think they have an offense that is opposed to the 2019 season in which they could not control the clock. They could not win this game with their offense or that game with their offense. I think this is a game that they can win predicated with Brock Purdy alongside Christian McCaffrey. So I, I feel confident the Niners can win this game, but not overly confident. Do you think they're going to be able to contain Kelsey? Because, like, last week my favorite prop bet was dead by the third quarter. It was Sam Laporta under five-and-a-half receptions. I'm thinking <laughs> Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, yeah. two of the best inside linebackers. And it didn't matter. Like, Laporta was a monster in that game. Do you think that Kelsey's going to have the same opportunities in this game? you think he's going to go off here on Sunday? History would tell you yes. And it's not just because of the 49ers, but it's because of what he does. I mean, Travis Kelsey – has been unstoppable no matter who honestly has been on the opposite sideline. And I'm looking at a Baltimore Ravens team that probably is best equipped to keep someone like Travis Kelsey in check. If a first team all pro Kyle Hamilton that was kind of following him around the field can't do it. I'm not sure that a rookie Jair Brown or Logan Ryan or Tashawn Gibson or even Fred Warner, who's a solid cover linebacker, is going to be able to do the job. So to me, the best way to stop or limit Travis Kelsey, if you're thinking about bets, is for the 49ers offense to just keep them off the field. Like try and try and control the clock, try and limit possessions, try and shrink this football game, but maximize points. It's obviously a, a tough needle to thread, but I think Travis Kelsey is someone that has shown throughout his career, specifically in the postseason, passing Jerry Rice in a multitude of categories last weekend and the or two weeks ago in the AFC Championship, uh, that he's not really someone that you can just say, hey, we're gonna try and take him out of the game. No, he inserts himself into the game and you just gotta deal with it. Talking to Evan Giddings, BetMGM tonight. Uh, I mean, Brock Purdy is certainly an 
incredibly polarizing uh, figure nationally, and I'm assuming it's probably even more out there. Uh, At this point, what is kind of the general consensus of who he is as a quarterback? And we we have to think about this now, like what his future is with the team, because at some point you know what's coming. It's big contract, long-term commitment. Like you can't avoid it. That's how this goes in the NFL. No, that's true. And they're fortunate enough that they don't have to deal with that conversation, I think, until after next season because they got two more years on his rookie deal. My thing going into next season, win or loss, and I think this conversation is going to get louder, is, well, is Brock Purdy happy making the money that he's making? And how is that going to affect the rest of the team? Because as much as he's the last pick in the draft and he's Mr. Nice Guy and he's the irrelevant kid who's boring and stands at the podium or his Levi jeans and flannel shirts, when is he going to want some Gucci? You know, when is he going to want some Dolce Gabbana? Like, when is this guy going to want some cash that he has duly deserved? He's the best value in football. And from that perspective, you could say he's the most valuable, but that might change going into next season when he's got a full off season, knowing that he's the man that he's got nothing to prove that he's not coming off of injury. Like he did this last off season and that he's proven that he can put his team in a position to potentially challenge for a super bowl. So win or loss, I think the conversation is not going to be when they pay Brock Purdy, but perhaps when Brock Purdy wants to get paid because he's got every right to feel that way, win or loss. We talked about the defense, Evan. And one of the things that were a little bit, I guess, sad about is you thought maybe you would get more out of chase young for longer what are fans in san francisco saying about that trade and whether that's going to pay off for a big moment in the super bowl from him yeah chase young has got the bullseye squarely on top of him especially after the nfc championship you could just go and i think many people have thrown him out on social media but you could go, go pull the tape like he did have a couple of plays and I think one tackle for loss, but large in part, this dude was lackadaisical in his effort. And he wasn't in pursuit of ball carriers the way that he is physically capable of being. I mean, this guy was brought in to not have Nick Bosa double teamed on 80% of snaps to have Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead with more room to operate in the middle. And that just has not been the case I think it's probably still been worth it from the 49ers perspective because it only costs you a third rounder and they didn't even have to foot much of the salary, but it does reveal why Montez Sweat got a second round pick and why he was immediately rewarded with a contract. Whereas Chase Young is probably going to have to test free agency. And I don't think it's going to be in San Francisco. That's absolutely someone that as much as people have made it about, Oh, well, Steve Wilkes can't get the best out of this guy. Can't get the best out of that guy. What's up with the defense? Chase Young is emblematic of where they are as a whole. Yeah. Well, as somebody that watched him do the same thing for years in Washington, Evan, it ain't never going to change. Steve Wilkes. We've learned that. At this <laughs> point. Yeah, Steve Wilkes. Evan hitting 95, seven, the game. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks, man. Anytime. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Bang, bang. Niner gang. Hey, I, you know what? I'm feeling better about this 49ers I team. I DM'd our All girl, in. Katie Mox. I said, where are we hanging out? Bang, better. bang, Niner gang. That MGM tonight.